How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to The Little Things with Mitch. And Jake. Jake, episode 31. This is the last uh, part of this uh, season anyway, the last episode we're going to go. Then we'll go Ask Me Anything. We'll go to uh, some of the confessions that didn't make the book. Uh, and then we got a, a guest. And I've got someone lined up I think that's going to be pretty good. So what are your thoughts? How, where are we at? Season three is wrapping up, Mitch. Who would have thought? I got a question for you here uh, off the cuff. What has been one of your favorite things uh, through our three seasons here? You know, I I could probably go back to a conversation, man, but I'm going to speak from the heart here. I, I just getting reconnecting with you. Um, you know, you were in Denver kind of doing your own thing down in Oklahoma, and we chatted a little bit, and you're in my wedding, man. I mean, we're good buddies, and this has been a, a good opportunity to re- reconnect and to kind of help you. I know you're you're on a good path. You're you're doing some good things, and just reconnecting with you and pushing you to be kind of where you want to go. I guess working together at it. How about for you? Thanks, man. It's been a blast, and and I would have to agree with that. Uh, life's kind of a wild ride, and what we've done here with the podcast has only strengthened our relationship. I think. And it's just been a blast, man. I, I cheese out thinking about it. You know, that conversation that we had out at the farm last summer has turned into, you know, what's going to be here uh, soon, three seasons wrapped up, and then we'll move on to season four. And just the impact and the messages that we receive uh, and just knowing that we're making a difference for some folks out there is, is pretty exciting. So uh, I couldn't be happier and, and couldn't be more excited and love hopping on here and, and chatting with you, man. Yeah, and it's been great, all our support, you know, all the viewers that we've had, all the sponsors, you know, uh, past, uh, present, and future. You know, we're starting to work on sponsors for Season 4, so if you're interested in that, Jake, give us uh, an email they can reach out to. Thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com and also our Facebook page, uh, The Little Things Podcast. We've had a lot of interactions on there, and, and reach out to us in, in any way that you can. Throughout this season, we are going to be talking about things we have given up on. One organization that will always be there for us in a time of need is the National Guard. Today's South Dakota Army National Guard remains strong with more than 3,100 soldiers available to execute its missions. The mission of the South Dakota Army National Guard is to provide combat capability to the war fight, security for the homeland, and provide combat-ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you to those serving our country from us at The Little Things. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. The question of the day, what is something you've given up on? The answer to that question, hoping things will get better. Jake, when in the world do we get to the point when we have given up on hoping things will get better? This is going to be a good one to, to wrap up season three like we talked about. I think what we're going to dive into here is going to be pretty meaningful. And just to put ourselves in the shoes of, of both students and, and young adults, 
um, getting out of school in, in the fact that hope plays such a big role in our lives. And to hear one of the confessions, uh, hoping that things will get better, only emphasizes that. The, the fact that there's kids and, and adults that lose hope at times is, is something that we've all been through. You know, whether it's been in young adulthood or growing up, we've all lost hope in, in different spaces and in different spots in our life. And I think it'll be interesting to dive in and, and piece those together and, and have, some, have some conversation around how that perspective changes over time. So I'm looking forward to the, the conversation. Yeah, and you kind of just wonder where you're at, you know, and, and everything else going on. Because we we've all been there, like you said, and we we put ourselves in the shoes of this student. And I remember in high school there are days where you just wonder, like, geez, what what am I doing here? What do I got going on? And you, you sympathize with those people, but you also want to strengthen them because you know things things will get better. And it, it's tough to look beyond that. And we talk a lot on this podcast about mental health, and you know. 2020 the pandemic going on and it's tough to to see past those kind of things and we we just got to continue to push and help the people around us reach out to those people because they need it and we don't see it a lot of the times but they sure do what are some things in school that could have happened to this student that would lead them to losing hope that things will get better yeah i mean the the list could be endless honestly i i put myself you know, back in, in high school and, and back in this frame of mind. And, and I think about, you know, just the how things can compound on top of each other. You know, whether it's you, you get a 42% and fail your math test, and then the next period, uh, you know, a, a teacher, uh, you know, gets gets a little aggressive with you or says some things that hurt your feelings. And then last period, you know, you're ready to get out of the day and your girlfriend breaks up with you. Like, I think of things in high school and, and – to, to kind of uh, emphasize the, the point of, of the maturity level, too, is, is a big thing. Um, you only know what you know going through high school, which is honestly pretty limited. It's, it's no fault of their own, but, you know, you're kind of in a box with the same people and, and the same circumstances and the same experiences every single day. And that's why when kids get out of high school, they just get wide-eyed because life is just so much different. And, and we both certainly know how that goes. But I, I just think from a perspective of you only know what you know and, and things can tend to be a really, really big deal. And when they compound on top of each other in school, you know, whether it be your, your grades or relationships or uh, sports teams, you know, if you continue to lose a lot, that stuff has a, a pretty profound effect on, on kids. And, and I certainly remember being in those spots. I think we're blind to the people around us in high school a lot too. Uh, three of the major things that I think impacted a lot of my classmates when I was in school, not necessarily classmates, but schoolmates, uh, as well as students in high school right now, depression, anxiety, and bullying. I, I, I think all three of those play a large role in you know, hope, hoping things will get better. I mean, kids and, and, and the realization that kids are going through these things. I remember in high school, enjoyed the heck out of it, right? Appreciated my experience, and I do think I enjoyed it a ton, and that's why I'm in it right now, because I want to provide that uh, for the students that, that come to school uh, where I'm at. But I just think that we don't realize the impact that we we have over them. Like I'd say, 
you know, did, did you bully people in high school? No, I'd say no. But, you know, we joked around, we kidded, and how, how did kids take that? Because they would take it and they would, they'd run with it, right? And same with anxiety and depression, too. You know, I wasn't dealing with any of that stuff, or what I knew was, geez, I was nervous a lot. There were nights I didn't sleep. But at that time, I didn't think that was anxiety. Well, you look back on it now and you're like, holy smokes, I was miserable. I couldn't sleep. Why couldn't I sleep? Well, my heart was racing. Well, why was my heart racing? Well, I was worried about all this stuff. Well, sure sounds like anxiety to me. You just don't, like you said, you don't know what you don't know, but that hurts people because we're blind to the actual problems we have around us. And that's what kids are dealing with. They're isolated with these problems and no one around them sees it. And it, it is a huge issue. And that's why teachers can play such a big role in staff members, school staff members. And I've seen it uh, at Florence. I, I've seen teachers reach out to kids that are in desperate need of help. And it's fun, it's fun to watch. But I just think that's how it gets to that point is there's just so many people that are blind to these situations. What, what are your thoughts on that? And I think that's only escalated over time, Mitch. You know, we certainly had our our anxieties and, and issues in high school too, but I think that's only escalated with just how connected we all are. I, I often reference social media and news and constant engagement and thinking about kids, you know, you I can't remember what episode it was, but you ran that study where kids, uh, you studied how many times they picked up their phone and checked it during a day and the numbers were just astronomical. Well, well, think think of how much that adds and aids to to anxiety. I mean, it's it's at an all time high right now, and kids are dealing with this stuff daily. You know, there's 15 year olds out there that have 16 million followers on a a TikTok application. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of a lot of their self worth and and stuff gets tied into these social media apps and and the like button and it causes anxiety, it causes stress, it causes depression when, when you're not seeing the return. And I feel for kids these days. We we had it, but not to an extent that they do now. And I think it, it does take a, a big toll on them. You know, you mentioned how important leadership is in, in schools and classrooms these days. It's important outside of, of the, the school industry as well, too. It's important in our, um, you know, whether it's in our careers, our, our relationships, our sports teams, whether we're coaching or, or leading individuals, like those connections and relationships are important and, and leadership is important. And, and I think a big part of that um, is the anxiety levels that, that people are dealing with these days. It's, it's at an all-time high and, and it's making me anxious talking about it, Mitch. Well, things don't change either. I mean, we're talking about students and high school students dealing dealing with these kind of things. It doesn't change. I mean, people are dealing with the same issues uh, in adulthood, too. You know, we, we talked about what are some things in school that could make people um, feel like things won't get better. It's the same thing. And it's the same problems, too. They just continue on. And I think anxiety really drives a lot of that um, stress. We're not able to cope with those things. So I think... I think it just kind of continues on, but we build a strong foundation in high school. The support we have, the issues that we have, if they're if they're resolved or not not solved, um, I think that plays a role and develops that foundation. I think people continue to build on the problems that they they were not able to overcome in high school, and I think 
I don't know if we're going to talk about this later on or not, but I think that's what you talk to different people about their experience in high school and oh, it's miserable. I think that kind of goes back to it too. I I think they weren't able to overcome some of the issues they had. They were they were isolated. They were invisible, they thought. And people just weren't aware of what they were going through and no one really reached out to help them either. It it does. It it varies so much and I think to to my specific high school uh, very very you know small small knit group of of class classmates that I had and to think of the perspective that we've gained since high school is is just crazy I mean we still have uh, you know I still have friends and classmates that are still in in the northeast South Dakota area um, I've, I've their, made do they wear their Letterman jacket. Oh no 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 okay, no okay. no we're Letterman jackets. Still support, but no Letterman's jackets. But I think of kind of the you know the the tour around the the Midwest that I've done. You know, through my trips to to North Dakota and, and Colorado and Oklahoma and back. I have a classmate who lives in Alaska right now. I had a classmate who lived out in Denver. I have a classmate who lives in Sacramento right now. I have a classmate who lives in Texas. And just to think that, you know, a short while ago, we were all in, you know, one 20 by 20 classroom, you know, trying to do Miss Hoffman's math problems. You know, it's, it's just, it's crazy how, how the perspectives and experiences change once you get out of school. But it certainly is, is tough when, when, when you're being beat down and, and you're losing hope in, in certain circumstances in your life, it's tough in high school because there's just not a whole lot of different ways to break out from that experience when you're young like that, and, and it takes its toll. So, moving on. On a bad day, why does it feel like nothing can go right? Yeah, I'm sure you've heard it before, when it rains, it pours. Why, why is that? I think things just compound. And a lot of times we, we don't have the, the mental aptitude or maybe the self-awareness is a better word. We don't have the self-awareness to, to really slow down and, and acknowledge what's going on. Um, negativity is, is so, so powerful um, and obviously not in the good way. And I think when we latch onto that negativity, it, it takes its toll. And when we're not in the right frame of mind, things compound on each other. You know, like we said, uh, you lose your girlfriend, you're being bullied. Uh, a teacher is, is telling you how bad you are at something and you just failed your math test. Like things compound one after the other after the other. And we make such a big deal out of them. And I think that's why, you know, we've brought it up several, up, uh, several times on this episode already, but mental health is, is so, so important. And that self-awareness is so important. I heard on a podcast episode, Mitch, not to go off on a on a tree branch here but i was listening to a podcast episode and this guy was super passionate about just just being aware and his his ultimatum his life goal is to have a self-awareness program taught in schools he thinks that would be so so just important and impactful for for young adults especially in today's age like we said, with the engagement and connection and social media, his lifelong goal is to have self-awareness being taught in schools. What's what's a quick thought of yours on that? Well, I mean, you're bound with, with that's a problem. There's so much federal and state uh, guidelines and things, you know, common core standards. You're, 
you're tested schools and their success are tested on that you know so you're always trying to teach to standards and you know the way the kids that are able to so do i think it would help yeah sure it would sure it would um do i think that good teachers find a way to put that within the curriculum because there's such a thing as like hidden curriculum where Mm -hmm. you're teaching history but you're there's things within that curriculum as well as everyday conversations that's having those conversations holy smokes i probably have high school students that could go back and be like yeah if i talked about this reed would go off all class period everyone had those teachers i was one of those teachers and those kind of things are what like got me going. I'd get up on a soapbox. I that's why I still teach a class, and it, it's things like that. So I think you know leadership administration needs to understand what teachers are having conversations about with students, and that's got to be one of them. I think it's got to be addressed. As far as having a class, I don't know, but it certainly needs to be addressed, and kids need to be aware of it, be, even more so now than ever. Yeah, and I, I love hearing that. I, I and I do think teachers are aware of that. Certainly, they 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 understand, and you understand, Mitch, how important those conversations are. And I had teachers who did the same thing. You know, you could get them a get them on a soapbox or get them on a tangent, but the conversation that stemmed from that was was super super impactful. So, and I I know there's teachers out there that are that are doing that right now and, and having that type of impact on kids but to get back to your question when, when it rains and pours it, it certainly does and it, it takes a it takes a certain frame of mind and, and a certain resiliency to to get yourself out of out of that rut so that's I mean that's kind of where I went with it Mitch but what are your thoughts on that question well I think about work um, I, I think about school I shouldn't call it work because I, I do love it and you know, going to school every day, but I think about the things that are on my desk, the things that people come to me with. And 99% of the time it's like, you know what? I want to help you. Like your problem right now is like my top priority is to help you solve this problem, come up with tools to be able to, to fix it. But 1% of the time, when there are 14 other things going on that are huge, like massive, that I'm dealing with. I've got a lot of stress. I've got anxiety built up on this. I'm trying to solve this. And then I come that a kid budged in line and I don't have time for it. And I think we get to that point. And is that, you know what? That problem is just as important on a slow Monday as it is on my busiest Thursday. It is because kids need to learn, you know, they need respect and things like that. But I think that's where we're at on a bad day. I wouldn't say a bad day, but a stressful day. That patience, we lose it. And we lose we lose it because of the stress that's mounting on us, and, and we can't. But th- I think that's where, where we get with it. When nothing can go right, when things continue to stack up, we start to lose like what makes us tick, what makes us strong, what, make, what pushes us forward. And that's where I'm at with it. I know like bad things happen, but when, for some reason, when you asked this question, when we talked about this question, I was just thinking about the mounting stress. When it rains, it pours like another thing to deal with, another thing to deal with. And it just like, it wears me out. Cause I just had one of those days. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, for all, uh, 
for all you listeners out there, especially the the younger crowd, the, those things are going to continue to mount. Uh, just just brace yourself for it. The 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 stresses and the the type of rain that pours changes, but uh, it only becomes more more relevant. But uh, you also uh, gain more perspective and and more clarity as well too, Mitch. And um, that kind of rolls into something that I wanted to ask you as as well too. We've covered it a little bit, but perspective and in and losing hope certainly changes from from high school to adulthood how does that transition take place and i know you just referenced work but maybe maybe something more more personal to you or or something that you can reference where where when it rained it, it poured and and you maybe found yourself losing that that sense of hope a little bit can can you provide an example there as a high school student or as an adult uh whatever you feel holy smokes you are putting me on the spot here um there were things when I was in high school that I dealt with that I thought were the biggest things in the world. And now dealing with actual things that matter, that impact people's lives, and I'm like super like, well, whatever, you know. Because our, our mentality is different. And that's what the toughest thing in education is right now is to sympathize with kids and put ourselves on their level. Because at a high school level... When they break up with their boyfriend, who they've only been dating for two weeks, they think it's the biggest thing in the world, and to them it is. And to us as adults, we look at it and we're like, oh my gosh, you're going to get over it. It's fine. But they can never, they never, they don't have that capacity. They don't have that mentality. So them breaking up with a two-week boyfriend is the same as someone getting a divorce in 10 years. You deal with it the same way. Your emotions are the same way. It's true, too. And that's what's tough is because we've actually experienced things. You know, educators and, and people in the adult world have experienced things, and they think high school is the easiest thing. You've probably heard that, Jake. High school is the easiest thing someone will do. That's false. That's false because what with their mentality and their perspective on life, it is tough. It's just as tough as dealing with adulthood. So like hearing that you're like, "Oh my gosh." No, like don't say that. That like that's not right. Cuz they could say like adulthood's the easiest thing because they don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's you know where you I'm only, at. You only you only know what you know. Oh, jeez, and it, it it does kill me because it it is put yourself in the mind of a high school kid. And yeah, when you're an adult and you know what you know then, like, yeah, well, whatever's easy, but you don't that's all you know. And breaking up with your two-week boyfriend's the worst thing that's ever happened. You're never going to to survive. And dealing with those problems are tough, man. And anxiety plays a huge role in that. And you can't, you just can't shake it. You can't, you can't get rid of it. Yeah, and, and anxiety does play a huge role. And and I think back to instances um, growing up in in Summit and in the different challenges that I had, and then onto adulthood. You know, I've lost hope. Certainly, certainly, just many many times throughout my life and and losing hope is is something that we all deal with and what i always try to reference back to is is just just acknowledging you know truly what what's going on and and if something is a big deal or not uh acknowledgement has has been huge for me and and actually being able to to slow down and identify what's what's wrong does it need the the attention that it's getting right now 
and, and how can I move on from it? I, I think that's played a, a big part in my life. And, and when I'm, when I'm in times where, where hope is low, where, where I don't see myself, uh, feeling very well or, or, or being in the right frame of mind, I just acknowledge and, and reflect and, and say, take some time to, to, to center back in and, and see if I can get out of it. And, and that's what I think about when I think of, you know, how things change from high school to adulthood. It's, it's perspective, it's, it's experience, and it's just the, the increased self-awareness that you have as we grow up. What I want people to know, too, like me as an adult, like you look at me, I've, I've, I've accomplished a couple things, like I'm in a, I'm in a good spot, I've got a, a beautiful family and stuff, but like I, I struggle with this. I struggle with this. I I often look at what I'm doing. I'm like, am I am I on the right path? Like, am I doing what I need to be doing? What I set out to be doing? And there's probably people listening, be like, are you kidding me? This guy's questioning that because I'm super passionate about it and I love what I do. But there's times where I question it. It's like, Jesus, is this even worth it? And at the end of the day, yes, it is. Absolutely, it is. I mean, today was one of those days where I look and I'm like, holy smokes, I'm getting a call at. We had to interrupt this podcast for a call, you know. Um, and I, I look back on it, and I'm just like, geez, is this really what I want to do? But, yeah, at the end of the day, absolutely it is, completely. And and I've always respected you for that, and and I think you'll agree with this, is you have a, a passion for it. You have a passion and, and a purpose for serving others, and I think that's awesome. And I think we all get to a point where we find that. You know, high school, that might, might be a stretch of, of finding it in high school, but you you gain life experiences through high school and, and ultimately end up where you want to go. You know, you set goals and, and you get there. And I think it's it's important to find that that purpose. You know, the, the service to others is something that I always think about. How can I how can I utilize my skills and, and the very being that I am to to positively impact others? I, I ask myself a lot and I think that um, that stems from experience and it stems from the good experiences and, and the things that, that I've accomplished and, and certainly for you too, but also the, the times and the places where I've lost hope as well too. So I just want our listeners to keep that in mind is it's always going to be a, a, a mindset and you're only going to, you're only going to, con- you're only going to fail if, if you don't learn something from your failures and, and just remember that there's always a, a way out. There's always improvement. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And the the choice is is yours. You can choose to to be happy and to dig yourself out. And I just wanted to, to remind our listeners of that. So what do we have to do to turn this feeling around of uh, losing hope here? Yeah, for me, I'll, I'll just... I'll just go back to personal experience, Mitch, and I'll turn it over to you quickly. But I always find a way to, like I said, acknowledge and and be able to slow down. So for me personally, when I'm going through tough times in life, when I feel like all hope is lost, I I just take time. I disconnect. I, I turn my phone off, turn the TV off, and and just reflect. I, I get in a good headspace and and acknowledge what I'm feeling. And a lot of times that'll give me a, a, a clear sense and a clear space to move forward. I, I always think back to, you know, when you turn around, when you need to turn around things when, when you're at rock bottom, I always turn to, to action and turn inward. Like, do things that you thoroughly enjoy. Like, whether it's playing basketball or going out hiking or, or knitting. Um, 
taking a bath with with the candles uh you know taking your your pup for a run whatever it may be like do things that you enjoy and if you continue to do those things daily you continually find yourself in in a better headspace and you continue to enjoy things again and and things start to look up you know we only have control of one thing and that's ourselves and and so what i do is is i go outside i i hike i i read i write I meditate each night before I go to bed to, to clear my head and I start uh, the next morning off with uh, with a clear frame of mind so that's how I get out of of my rock bottom and, and when all hope is lost I think back of uh, an addiction because I think uh, negativity is is an addiction I, I, I do think that a lot of people feed on that and they don't realize it too, and you'll confront them about it. Like, I'm not negative. It's like, what the heck do you mean you're not negative? Holy smokes! All I've heard you do is spew negativity for 15 minutes. But I think it's when we get into that where we're hoping that things will get better. We've given up on that. I think, like you said, we're at rock bottom. And I think a lot of times when we pick ourselves up, we go back into the same routine that we've always been in it's like i said it's like addiction where addiction isn't truly fixed until you have solved the issue and then found a new routine you're not going back to the way things were and i think this has got to be the same thing you got to come up with a new routine if you're going to go right back and hang out with the the same negative people and do these things that don't give you purpose and drive you're going to go right back into that negativity. You're going to go in that loss of hope that things will get better. It's true, too. And I think if we look back on our days, our listeners especially, and you you just kind of look at, well, geez, I just don't feel like things are going well, chances are you need to change your routine. You need to change in what you're doing. And I want to I wanna go back because you, you kind of shared what you do. I mean, I like I said, the changing of routine. When I do get into that, I think it's important to pick something up that gives you some additional drive, some new perspective. But what I like to do when I'm really struggling, when I'm down, rock bottom, I've got a lot of things going on, man, in my life, like doing the podcast, uh, school administrator, being a dad, uh, being a parent, um, taking doctorate, you know, uh, classes right now. Um, teaching a a college class I like to do things that are mind numbing that I don't even have to think about when I go do them like nothing right and uh, talking about like this summer er, and the handful of summers I love stocking the beer cooler one the refrigerator is really cold it's in the summer like I love being back there but two like I don't even think about it I get a decent workout by throwing bottles around and like just I just do and I I love that part of it. I love the mind numbing part. It's your way to disconnect, man. Well, whether it's stocking the beer fridge or going out on a walk or you know shoot shooting hoops, whatever it is, it's a, it's a way to disconnect. And I'll interrupt you. It's fa- like hanging out with family is the same thing too. I don't ever have to think about anything. You just do. And I love that about it. You know, you got a wife and two kids that when you come home, I'll disagree with the wife sometimes because she thinks I do wrong, but you get to hang out with two kids that never think you do anything wrong. And there's something about that too that uh, that makes you feel like things will get better. 
and it's having people in your corner man and we both have it you know it might look different but we got people that support both of us and support this podcast and i've loved the ride absolutely me too man and and for you listeners out there just to close up like things don't change things won't change unless you change and and if you are at rock bottom if you're in a bad place if you have lost all hope just remember that the only way is up before the end we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience we read a few shout outs as well Comments from our listeners are brought to you by the Allen and Connie Fannin Foundation, which was created to enhance the quality of life for children. Thank you for your support of the little things. It's my honor to welcome to the Little Things podcast, Allen Fannin. Allen, how are we doing today? Good. Thanks, Mitch. Hey, just got done with Thanksgiving. Uh, how, how you been? Good. Everything's good. A little bit uh, strange. I think most of us have uh, gone through some strange times during Thanksgiving. But yeah, all good. So we've got a couple questions here for you to kind of share on. Uh, first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, let's see. I uh, will start from the beginning. Uh, I was born in, uh, as strange as this is, I was born in uh, Baytown, Texas, which is down by Houston. Um, long uh, the long road ended up in uh, northern Minnesota that's where I grew up my parents for some reason moved to northern Minnesota about 30 miles from Canada uh, up in the northwest corner that's where I graduated um, school was not my favorite thing so uh, upon graduation I joined the army immediately uh, did about a five five and a half year there and I uh, ended up at Mankato State, and that's where I finished my college. And what did, what did you go to school for, Al? Public administration. Um, at one point, I thought I was going to go to law school until uh, I did a little shadowing of an attorney and said, that doesn't seem like what I want to do. So uh, public administration, though, that was the major. And you've now settled in Watertown. Uh, your family, what, what do you got going there? I got uh, I've got three kids. I've got Nick, uh, I've got Tyler, and then I've got uh, Megan, who just left the house. So we are newly empty nesters. Starting to date again is what I'm hearing. Oh yeah, yeah, it's big time now. <laughs> so um, you know this uh, season was sponsored by the Allen and Connie Fannin Foundation. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do for the community of Watertown. Yeah, we, you know, we found a, we saw a need uh, in the Watertown area to just help kids. I mean, there's a lot of kids. We have a soft spot for kids that, that, that needed help. And I mean, need help with all sorts of things. I mean, it could be clothes, it could be food, it could be medical care. Um, the, the foundation was really built to give kids, and by the way, we'll help adults too, but it was really created to give a hand up rather than a hand out. So, you know, we, we would, in said another way, we, we would rather stop pain with our foundation than create joy. So it's really one of these things where people that just really need a little boost, they're going to make it. They're going to be fine, but they just need a little boost. So that that's who we really look to help. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed my time here in Watertown. There's been uh, 
groups like this, including you, Al, I know you do a lot for the community, but just um, families are not left, uh, you know, unnoticed, and that's what makes this community great. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, we, our, our deal, Kai and our deal is, you know, we are huge believers in equal opportunity, and, I, and, I, and not to be confused with an equal outcome, right? I mean, I'm not going to guarantee, nobody guaranteed me an equal outcome. But I was given opportunity in a few different places, and, you know, we just tried to take advantage of the opportunity given. So that's what we're trying to pass along. So this season is about things that people give up on. And this particular episode, a student said they gave up on hoping things get better. Our success can be defined with how we handle our struggles. What are some things you've done to overcome struggles in your life, Al? Um, as strange as it sounds, uh, I just came to a point where I have become very comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that a lot of times we give up is because things get uncomfortable and you know what? Nobody owes us anything. And if we are continually seeking comfort, we will end up playing the short game. In the short game is I'm going to give up on my goal. I'm going to do something else because this is just really uncomfortable. Um, and you have uh, you've played basketball with me before, and uh, what you've seen is I'm very slow. Uh, I'm not very good. I'm not very athletic. But doggone it, I'm really good at suffering. I'll keep <laughs> running. I'll keep running. I'll do what you need me to do. Um, and I think that's what we need to do is just get better at going through the suffering piece and playing the long game. Most people, Mitch, they just want to play the short game. This hurts. It sucks. I'm done. That's what stops most people from succeeding. Well, and I think uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about passion, following your passion. And I think we, we are told this at a young age and then we get to adulthood and things get tough well that can't be our passion our passion's not tough yeah so so there's there, there's a saying that's do what you love i don't believe that I, mean, I believe that's very hard to do but i do believe you can love what you do so if you you think about that a couple different ways you know say that a couple different times it is not do what you love it is start doing something and then love it I mean, and sometimes it's not going to be fun, but you are what you think about all day long. And if you're just going to sit there and say, this sucks, well, guess what? You're going to suck. But (laughs) that's just the way it is, right? So you are what you think about all day long. So I'm not interested personally in thinking about all the bad stuff. That's just not going to help me. You know, weeds will grow. You know, if you want to water a weed, they'll grow just as well as, you know, any other vegetable in your garden i just assume put water on the good stuff and try to grow that yeah and i i think uh you bring that to your position as a financial advisor here in watertown you work with various people that are dealing with great amounts of stress and baggage what do you do to help them well you know a lot of it is is empathy right i mean there has to be empathy we're we all get stressed about different things. Um, money seems to be a pretty hot spot. In fact, I, I think I've come to the conclusion people are more emotional about money than they are their own health. So yeah, you're right. It is. It's a hot, 
hot topic, real emotional. But empathy is one thing, and, and in, we have to have some sort of process. You know, what is the process that we are going to use to help you get over your anxiety? And there's, you know, it, it, it's a long story about how we do that. But really, there's just got to be a lot of empathy, a lot of process, and, and you know, frankly, a lot of handholding. I mean, it's, uh, by the way, when we're, we're working with money, we're looking backwards. You know, nobody's got a crystal ball. You know, we're looking backwards. We're looking at a lot of history. And uh, that's basically how we're doing it, putting together a strategy and go forward. And, again, that hand-holding thing, um, that's awfully important to folks, that somebody knows you're there watching them and you got their back. One, I think just to put it in general terms, you're good at building relationships, Al. I think people trust you and trust what you're doing and that you're going to take care of their family. People tend to do business with people that they like. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more, and that's why we're happy to have you on uh, uh, the podcast here because you kind of, you guys kind of gleam this uh, same thing that we're trying to push here, and that's taking care of people and appreciating the little things in life. And um, yeah, I sure appreciate having you on, Al. Thanks, uh, thanks for your time today. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Mitch. Talk to you later. Our last comments are. Brought to you by Gray Construction out of Watertown, South Dakota. For 100 years, Gray Construction Company in Watertown, South Dakota has specialized in assisting our local commercial, industrial, and municipal clients with projects of all scopes and sizes. Servicing Watertown and our surrounding communities, our team of fully licensed, bonded, and insured contractors deliver a wide range of construction and project management services ranging from concrete pouring and finishing to steel erection and finished carpentry. Jake, episode 31, this is our kind of our last go-through until we do Ask Me Anything, which I'm sure love people to be asking questions. We'll get something out on Facebook as well. But uh, how'd the last one go? 31's in the books, man. I love the conversation uh, and always do. And our conversations seem to always take a different turn. We always seem to find a a rabbit hole or, or a loose twig to, to kind of hop off on and have a conversation about. And I thought we did that here too. And I just love it, man. I, I love hopping on. I, I love uh, just gaining new perspective and then having these conversations and then in turn hearing from from the listeners and, and gaining some perspective there too. So it's just, it's been a, a blessing, man. And as season three wraps up, I, I couldn't be in a, a happier place, man. Tune in for the next episode. Season 3, Ask Me Anything. Looking forward to it. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase Cardboard Confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.